Yo, 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 I am Dustin Mikesell, and this is the Watchmen Inc. Podcast. Are you tired of the deception of the Matrix? Here, we will build a case around God's plan for the mad world, using biblical history and the application of the scriptures to provide hope and truth in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What's up, everybody? Here we are again. This is the Watchman Inc. Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin Mikesell, and with with me, as always, the co-host, the man, T-Mac. How we doing, brother? What's up? It's good to be back. How you been? Oh, I'm, you know, hanging in there, uh, taking taking things one day at a time. You know how that goes, uh, especially- The best strategy. Yeah, it's pretty much the best strategy. It's the one that God said, uh, Matthew 6, worry about today because today's worries and evils are sufficient and tomorrow's will come if they come. Because I I preach that all the time about, you know, we don't know when the end of our time is. That is kind of the mystery of taking each day truly is for what it is, which is a blessing. I truly believe that, you know, no matter what you got going on in your life, if you've got breath in your body, you're blessed because it's true. You really got a chance to make a change, to grow, to see something in a new light, you know, overcome some type of darkness, some sin that's in your life. It's really the gift that that is a part of life is growing from these situations and these things that bring us down each day. And sometimes we look at these things on a superficial le- level and just think that, oh my gosh, my car broke down, like water, the bills are due. We look at all these things and sometimes we just forget that. Life is good if you've got breath in your body. Yes, all of these, well, you know, pressures stink, but life is good if you're sitting here listening to this right now. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because that perspective, I remember Steve Harvey got in big trouble because he was talking about specifically like African-Americans and stuff and how they grow up in, you know, rough situations. But if they put their mind to it and kind of have that same mentality that you were talking about, they can rise up and better themselves out of those situations and he got hated for it because he was called insensitive and all of this stuff and it's just like really he's trying to say that you can better yourself and he's called insensitive because you know they're oppressed by the system and no matter what they do basically they can they never have a chance to better themselves but steve harvey came from that same scenario yeah and he grew yeah. up in the times when It was a lot worse than it is today. We're sinful creatures that like to dabble into stuff that gets us in trouble and follow people that are not following God. And when when that starts occurring, you begin to become a godless nation. And then you like have all these wicked things enter in. And then all of a sudden people are no longer doing was what God really ordained us to be. And that's to love and to help each other and grow. And that's why. We started this podcast because we want people to grow in their faith and just not just going to the church, but seeing things on a deeper level that there is a God and he's in control right now. But, you know, time is not necessarily our friend. Time is an enemy that is always coming after us. And, you know, you're always sacrificing time for something. You know, that's the that's the sacrifice in life is time, even for money, whatever it is. So we just want you to understand that time is precious right now and we really believe that it's important to be 
growing and to be helping others grow and helping wake others up in the sense of, you know, let's stop looking at things that don't matter as much anymore and start looking at the bigger picture. And I, I believe in my heart, Taylor, that God's kingdom is getting ready to come sooner than later. Obviously, no man knows the day or hour. We just start looking at things in the Bible. That's our key source here is, well, what does the Bible say about the end times? And that's kind of where we're at. I feel like we, in life is the end times. Yeah. And just going to the Steve Harvey things in end times in Matthew 24, starting in three, it says the signs of times at the end of the age. But in verse 10, it says, and many will be offended will betray one another and will hate one another. And it's like, man, if that ain't the truth this day and age, and that's a sign of the time. Yeah, so it's, it, it's, it's, it just shows you that we're in that. Matthew, age. Timothy, all of us. So second Timothy, second Timothy three, one through five, this know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accus accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heavy, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Wow. So if that's what the end times, uh, if we want to just do a checklist, so everything that verse was just saying, is the key to seeing that the end times are, are, are upon you, the last days. Those are the things that will be happening. Um, okay, men shall be lovers of their own selves. Got some pretty proud um, lovers of right. themselves in this world with uh, social media, yeah? Yeah. Well, uh, and then in verse 11, in the same chapter, it says, many false prophets will rise up and deceive many, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But... In verse 13, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. So there's always hope at the end. And that's what we're really trying to spread. What do you believe the Bible is saying right there? Like we have to continue to do the good work or preach the good news? You know, like, because I feel like there's some, been some confusion around what that means to endure till the end. Can you just clarify what you believe on that? Well, I would think, yeah, it kind of in, includes all of it, you know, because we're, it's, what we're called to do. So yes, what Jesus called to do when he left and gave us the great commission is enduring. Cause it says, you know, we're going to be a little bit before, um, in verse nine, it says they, then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you and will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. So for me, 13 means when we're standing up for God, and those who endure through all those things to the end shall be saved. So it's it's really just standing up for Jesus's name because that's right. When people go up to tribulation and and their life is threatened, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people are going to be quiet. I mean, even Peter, you know, denied, denied Jesus three yeah. times at that time because he was afraid that if he was associated with Jesus as they're getting ready to sacrifice him, he's going to be killed as well. Oh, they would have definitely killed him, and he knows it. Right. And God knows it, too. That's why God told them what he was going to do, because he loves him. And he said, I love your faith, but you need to check yourself and where you're at, really, too, because I see your heart right now, and you're scared. And everybody's scared. So, see, that's why we have to con every day build on Jesus, because he gives us the boldness to do this, like preaching. Right. Well, and, and, and the people the that say news. they're going to 
stand up during tribulation, but they don't stand up now. They're basically being Peter at that exact situation. Yes. You can't stand up when your life isn't threatened. You're not going to stand up when your life is threatened. There's, yes. There's no chance of that. That's a, you know, thing, you know, we can get into another time because right now what we want to get into and stand up for is that this like sci-fi technology stuff right now that yes. we're seeing on the earth, because this is also part of the end times why the Bible doesn't say like, oh yeah, aliens will come. It's just, you have to understand this, this script that's been written by these mystery schools to bring in the new world order like it's you know you'll hear it you'll hear it all around the, these spaces but it, it feels like we're watching a movie <laughs> kind of why do you think film is such an important tool to their control system is because they want your mind thinking you know this certain scene happens and then the next scene that comes is like you know already set up like it, it's the oh. hegelian dialect they are literally the ones that set up the set up the script where they will bring in the the force that that commands a change but then they will be the solution to that force for the change they are they are the ones that cause and they are the ones that come in and are are the solution yeah it's truth is stranger than fiction really i mean yes. if you know it it's in you're watching the news and all these daily events it is it's you know crazier than any hollywood movie script could write really because it's real life and it seems hard to believe that all this stuff is happening the way they scripted it but they're like you said they're carefully writing it and have ar already written it and are just following it out now i was listening to bill cooper and he was talking about the new world order and he was reading an article from 1942 and they were talking about the united nations and the united nations hadn't even been officially formed yet and so he was saying that they already had the plan for the united nations before it had you know actually came into existence and people think these things kind of just happen out of thin air but really they're all planned and they're just waiting they just wait for these opportune times when we as a society basically are naive enough to accept these things so if god gave us the end times and what will literally happen at the very end because if you read all of revelation there is the end like meaning you will now no longer need to know what the end is because this is the end of the start of the end. You know what I mean? Like, well, there is no end with God. Well, but it's the end of, yeah, yeah like the this end, earth. This, this earth and new heaven and new earth will come. And remember mm -hmm. that. So if you are questioning, we'll be in heaven forever. No, no, no. Heaven comes to earth and earth is remade new. So that is the, the ultimate hope, the ultimate, like down the entire tunnel of everything we're still going through. Like, that's what God t told us is going to happen. So that will happen. But you don't think that Satan knows that ending as well and knows the part that God told. So if people are not listening to the Bible and what God is teaching about the end, do you not think that he's telling them, well, they just the Christians have misunderstood. God gave me the earth. See, a lot of these people that worship Satan and want to bring in this stuff, they truly are misled. I think that's why even Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do, because they've been deceived into thinking. Yes, like this earth and this like space that these people worship these fallen angels and work with them and get lots of information with. They believe that it's their like almost right because Satan is like the, the, the prince of this world. That's what the Bible teaches. And he's the one that roams to and fro right now. But there will be a day where he no longer owns that. And I think that's the part that people forget is that. He does not win. And that's what makes it crazy to me that they could even follow this stuff. But 
for some reason, through families and through generations, they believe that they they are going to be the gods of this world, and they will be for a short period, which God reveals in the Bible called the tribulation, the, the rise of the beast system. Well, they're the gods of the world right now. Too. They, they're exactly, they're you worshipped know, by people, you know. Exactly. So they do own the earth, and they really just, God's let them do this for so long because he's patient. He's patient. God is very patient. He could have pulled the cord probably many times before. But he's very patient because he's very loving and he wants anybody and everybody to come to him before he has to do that. But he said he's going to do it. Therefore, it's going to happen. So things will start ramping up. And that's what we're going to start doing. We're going to ramp up into some of the stuff that um, is happening just in these, quote, last days with all the things uh, going on just around us in the news. And we mentioned before the fires in Hawaii and. We didn't get a touch too much on it. Um, we actually had a little bit of technical issues last episode and, you know, it kind of messed up the flow of some stuff, but um, there's always plenty to talk about, but we really believe that this is going to be something that's going around right now. And a lot of people are going to be hearing, but not knowing about, or not having the, the understanding of what really the dues are. And that's what we'll get into is a few of the things that we know the government with their own articles, with their own presentations, you know, their own documents, tell us that they have, all right? So if somebody says, oh, these fires that started in Hawaii were just caused from a down power line, it's like, all right, well, that could have happened, but explain to me the rivers of a steel and aluminum that are melted all over the ground, which fire is not hot enough to burn steel like this. And so you start looking at some of the pictures and the signs and even the people that are starting to come out because they're lying. Like, I'm sorry. If you're watching the mainstream news about this right now, you are not getting the full truth of what is going on there because there are citizens and people that are posting on social media. Oh, yeah. Now people have a camera. Like you can't yeah, stop right. the news. Everybody has a camera now. Everybody has a phone and everybody has a platform or multiple platforms. You know, you got Facebook, social, uh, TikTok, you've got Reddit, you've got all you got Twitter, yeah, ways and, you know, yeah. and so when people are like, you have to watch the main news. No, you've got ground news reporters just from p people that live there now because they can just go live and be showing what's going on. And so you're seeing some of the, the things going on there right now and the way just it just doesn't seem like well, normal, dude. It doesn't. Yeah. Seem normal. And the fact that you see one of the videos that really stood out to me was it was showing all of these fires burning and the line of burning, but yet it stops at all of these major celebrities' homes all okay. of a sudden, you know? And if if the fire's burning so out of control like they really want to say it was, then there's no way that all of those homes would have been untouched. I'm not saying all of them would have burned down, but the fact that none of these, like Bill Gates, like Oprah, like Will Smith, all these people connected to these mystery schools, all these houses just end up unscathed. And really all of the civilians and the 99%, the people that aren't part of the mystery schools, houses and properties and businesses were burned down. That's not a coincidence. And it's also not a coincidence that people are making videos saying that there was a man that, um, that was trying to put out the fires and he went to use his water and his hose and all the water was turned off so that the, the, nobody was able to use the water that day they said that they're saying now that the water systems failed but this is just absolutely insane because what also didn't occur was the hawaii has the largest and most expensive 
alert system yeah. in, in the world. Mm-hmm. Not, not, say this. not mm-hmm. because because of fires, but because of tsunamis and other natural, you know, hurricanes, whatever. It didn't Volcanoes. go off that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't go off that day. And guess what? There were kids that were home from school because school was canceled for some reason that day as well. There is a lot of misinformation being told by your government and the media right now. And we're here to tell you that you need to be very careful about the narrative that's being pushed because there is, there is an agenda happening here. And it, we see it with California the, a couple years ago, the fires in Canada right now. Yeah, there's natural fires going on right now. We know this. We're not saying that all these fires are just being caused by the government. We're telling you there's specific land and, and opportunities that they want to build these things called 15 minute cities agenda 2030. Like there is a plan to take certain areas and convert them. Yes. They've mapped all of this out. You can look it up, like you said, on agenda 2030. And that was really kind of what first stood out to me when the paradise fires in California and things like that were happening. All of the fires and all the places that were affecting just perfectly fit this map that they had created for Agenda 2030. And once again, coming down to coincidence, I know you just watched the movie Signs recently. And, I did. And, wow. and one of my favorite quotes in that movie is when Mel Gibson is talking to Joaquin Phoenix and he's talking about there's two types of people, either signs or coincidence, right? And it's really true. Some people will look at something and they'll see that as some type of sign or there's something else going on. And other people will just look at it as coincidence. And it's really kind of just like a, to me, that coincidence is just a ignorance is bliss. Like, oh, well, if I just chalk it up to coincidence, then I don't really have to think about it or look into it anymore. And that's kind of just the way it is. But this fire in Hawaii, in Maui specifically, is a perfect example of what we're just trying to say of, look, we need to be open and as watchmen look into these things a little deeper we're not saying just instantly believe the alternative media and trust the story that they're saying because as bill cooper said both sides are going to be used they're going to have plenty of people there's double agents you know alex jones is kind of a perfect example you know that guy if he, he says was, a lot of truth, but there's a does. lot of stuff that he says to the, if, if you he was have, truly dangerous, right. They would have offed him yeah, as well. You know? Yeah. I, I know. I don't, you know, people are gonna be like, Alex done so much for the community. It's like, yeah, but when you're really a threat to these people, you are no longer. Uh, and I'm, yeah. Know. And it's like, he has, and I'm not saying that, you know, I, but he makes a lot of uh, money. And, and we've always said, I've always told people, Anybody that comes to me and asks what I think about anything, follow the money. That is your key. Follow the money. If there's tons of money tied up somewhere or coming from somewhere, you got to dig into it because it's probably coming from one of these top rich families, the Rockefellers or something like that. And now you know it's instantly, yeah, the Rothschild. And then you know it's JP Morgans of the world. Like there's a funneling system that's happening with the money. And if you can trace the money back to anywhere in any of those families, now you have to question the true narrative because you know the narrative of these people because they are evil. Like they truly embrace evil and what they've done and the choices they've made are evil. So people are like, well, why would our government do this to us? Like, why would our government, you know, attack its own people? Why would our, you know, because you have to understand our government was built on the philosophy of, yes, the Constitution and us having free will and being able to choose 
and this and that, but it's a business. The Republic, the United States is a business. It yes, was always, it's a, it's a corporation. It's, it was a always intended States to corporation. be corporation. Yes. It was always intended to be a business, not a place where peace and unity and a utopia would be built. Yes. In a way we've experienced utopia because of all the blessings that we have had. And why was that? Because we were a nation that, that brought God into our homes that said the Bible belong has a place in not only, you know, our government and leadership, but in the homes of men and women. Like when a nation takes on the God of the universe, you will receive spiritual blessings. But we have to also remember that even like Israel right now, God will allow a nation to be taken over when the evil continues and they do not repent and turn back to God. He will allow it to continue to spiral down to even where the prophet like this. This actually is amazing. If you don't know this, Israel literally lost its place in the world as a nation and, and Israel being so small and such a, like just a really insignificant spot of the world. You know, really, when you think of like the land, how much land it has to offer and all the things it, it lost its place. What year was it that they came back? Uh, 48. 1948. Yeah. Israel freaking gets its place back into the world. Like. In the same place, that alone was prophetic because the Lord let Israel fall out of its place. And that is God's chosen people, chosen land. You know, he'll have his kingdom set up in Jerusalem and he allowed it to fall. So I, I, I really hate to be the bearer of bad news, but America's not Israel and America has a place in the Bible. But I believe that we've fallen asleep completely to what America has grown and become. And in my opinion, I really believe that it's modern Babylon. It's, it's new Babylon. Oh, it, it absolutely is mystery it, Babylon from it, Revelation, it, in my opinion. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, you can't, it doesn't say America is mystery Babylon, but it gives very specific like traits well, of this place and, and what other place dominates the world with many different cultures and tongues and, and i feel it says you know that mystery babylon and revelation it was kind of the marvel of the world you know and and when it burns everyone kind of you know is you know in despair a little bit and while a lot of people hate america for what they've done the entertainment the sports the music all that kind of stuff, you know, you can be famous in those things outside of the world, but you don't have anywhere of a following as if you do it in America and are famous, you know, Hollywood is the number one for movies, our music industry, our sports, all that kind of stuff. And so for me, it's like when that goes up in flames, unfortunately for us, that's a big sign that the world is going to be in despair because we have the world, you know, America's kind of the center of attention when it comes to the world. And, and and it's going to have a huge place in the end times. And that's why if you're studying Revelation diligently in the Bible and looking for the signs and being a watchman of what to be looking out for and what places are doing, well, our government is not without sin. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, you need to just start looking into some some things seriously, like on a deeper level. So like we could talk about all these different things that there, there's so much that the government's doing over the years that's admitted. But like harp, like quickly right. on harp, like harp is like technology to be able to control the weather. I mean, Which... these guys are able to make artificial clouds so that they can pump rain into the atmosphere. 
like right. pump, you know, and they can, they're spraying the, the skies with chemtrails. Anybody that denies that, just look up at the sky at like five o'clock in the afternoon or some point in the day. And you'll just see these lines going all over that just sit in the air for hours, not, not minutes. Water vapor dissipates in minutes. It does not sit there for hours. These things just sit well, there. Well, that's chemtrails. And, yeah, that's, that, and that's, that's part of another thing to control the mm-hmm. weather. See, it all ties in. Harp, chemtrails, dews, this laser precision well, technology. Like, they are trying to move into space wars, Star Wars. I mean, that's where we're headed. Yeah. And so HARP stands for High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program. And it's a real facility, it says, in near Gakona, Alaska. Includes a phased array of 180 high-frequency cross-dipole antennas spread across 33 acres and capable of radiating 3.6 megawatts into the upper atmosphere and ionosphere. And I remember watching a video about it and how it's explained. It's basically when they use those things and start shooting those waves into the atmosphere, it basically causes the atmosphere to start waving itself. And so that's what can create those um, tornadoes and earthquakes and tidal waves and things like that. Because you're literally shaking the atmosphere with all of this power that you're shooting into there. And, you know, they test it out and see what happens. And then, you know. People are like, what? They don't use these tests. They were blowing up atomic bombs in the in the Nevada desert. They were testing those things out. I think those had fallout implications for all those people that were living in those nations or in those states. They test out this kind of stuff all the time. I mean, even Chernobyl, when that went down, dude, you still can't go near Chernobyl without like a radiation suit. And they buried that thing under concrete. That's actually a crazy, you know, documentary oh, yeah. and story. But yeah. Uh, governments are doing crazy stuff with stuff that is not good for you all the time. Japan, new uh, Fukushima, like they were just pumping ocean water all over those radiators, uh, those nuclear waste, you know, and it just spilling out into the sea. You don't think that that had a, and still is having well, an effect. We, we, yeah, we had stuff wash up here on the coasts of Oregon. Yes. Like, like boxes and all that kind of stuff. So you can't tell me that all that radiation in the ocean, what it did to all the fish and all that stuff, the wildlife in there. So yeah, there, you know, there's, there's too much. Yeah. There's, there's too much evidence, there's, actual facts. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's facts. And the, I guess the, the people are like, okay, well, those are natural disasters. So of course the government, you know, that's the risk. Okay. How about this one's not necessarily with weather control, but just to show you that the government will take back, or come after you or come after if you have an agenda against them when the time comes. Waco. Waco. What happened with Waco? Like that's getting into a whole nother rabbit hole. But I'm just telling you, there's plenty of evidence of things that our government has done that is very suspect. And it should give you pause by just trusting either the red and the blue. All right. The red and the blue. Remember, I tell I tell people all the time. Think of a quarter, okay? The quarter has two sides. You flip it heads and tails, but at the end of the day, you give that one coin away with both sides on it. It's one coin. The, the two parties work together. They want division. They want people to not focus on what they're doing as a, a, a conjoined, you know, party system. The Democrats and Republicans, yes, their views and the, what they say on TV are different, but when you look at the laws and the things that are happening, when both parties have presence in, they're both trying to screw America. That's the truth. 
They both oh, are trying 100%. to take Ameri- take Americans' rights away. They're both okay with all of the things that have happened with this country that are happening in our streets with all this homelessness, with all this, you know, just terrible poverty, the way that our veterans are treated. Guess what? Republicans allowed that too. So when people are like, it's because of the Democrats, well, sorry. No, the Republicans allowed it too. <laughs> So yeah. just remember on the Watchmen Inc. or in this community, we don't follow red or blue. We're not associated to Republican, Democrat. Because that's I what co- they want you to do. Yes, they want you part of a two. And when America was founded, it was not founded on being a two-party system. So if you really believe that the Clintons, so this is how it went for a few years. Bush, Clinton, Bush, almost Clinton, you know, Clinton again, but we got Obama and then almost Clinton. So we almost had 20 plus years of the Clintons. And Bush is running this country. You really think that our founding father said one family should definitely run the country for over 30 years. That that sounds like serious damage that you could do. If you could get family members to run the co- most powerful nation in the world for even just a, a generation of 30 years with well, between the two. So much for a free election, right? Yeah. Yeah. So much for a free election. Exactly. When George Bush was going up against John Kerry, uh, mm-hmm. a reporter happened who's unfortunately rest in peace yep just a, a good old nbc reporter said ah so hey you're in skull and bones and george bush was like oh he got really awkward in the interview i posted on it's my so secret if i can't talk about it yeah he literally said in a live interview he goes it's so secret i can't talk about it. he goes this is gonna really make the conspiracy series going george bush is like oh yeah I, I bet it will and it's like super like awkward and you're just like why is he so weird about this <laughs> and then he's interviewing john Kerry. He goes how is it that you are the running mate against George Bush, but you're brothers in the skull and bones? And he goes, can you tell me more about that? He goes, well, well, I can't, can't talk about that. He's just like, you can't elaborate. And he goes, no, I'm not allowed. This is on live television. And then all of a sudden, uh, poor guy had a heart attack. Rest in peace. Well, and then I think you were going to say about the George Bush. Well, what happens if you're going to, if you lose, Oh, I'm not going to lose he did yes he said that and then and then 9-11 like this one gets people stirred up because you know they told a narrative to create a war uh, on terrorism remember that war on terrorism yes they they tried to blame the muslims which that's just terrible what they did too to create this inner like religious war between christians and muslims in the nation of america versus iraq and the whole saddam narrative what a terrible thing that our government well, that did because to Albert Pike too predicting would, three world wars and saying it was going to be between the Christians and the Muslims. And I'm not, I'm not here to be knocking the Muslim faith right now, no. but I'm just, and I'm not here to say that they did that because I'm here to tell you, I believe the government was very much involved in that. And the proof is almost like too undeniable now, but if, even with the official narrative and then science, science just proves what happened that day. Right is beyond like I said the truth is stranger than fiction and oh, i don't yes. know if i'm ready to necessarily tell my my truth that i believe about that day because well if you want if you want good facts will, about 9-11 to loose change loose change yep very great documentary to watch hey i grew up thinking the exact narrative Say, that they we were all, telling you know especially i mean i was a kid him, yeah exactly. i was a kid when this happened so, I thought that for the longest time, but the thing is you start seeing evidence and if you're truly open to the truth, and this is where the Holy Spirit helps, you start seeing these things. And like Dustin said, 
science, you know, they mystery schools want to promote science all the time until it goes against their narrative. And then all of a sudden science goes out the window, but one, you know, the, you know, not to get into it too deep, but the way that those buildings fell is, is, you know, the way there's literal engineers that would go on testimony saying that those were planned demolitions, the way that those fell that perfectly on top of each other and not tipping over. And then the airplanes, the skill needed to be able to fly those 747s, dodging all those buildings at the speed that they needed to do to be able to hit those buildings is also, you know, it's statistically improbable. Let's just say that, you know, because, you know. They had the best pilots in the world try to recap, like redo that flight and every single one failed. (laughs) You're telling me that two guys with a box knife uh, just overtook a 747? set or was it the 757 whatever some big planes big plane they you know little little sky uh little boat runner planes where they land in lakes and stuff like this is supposedly the amount of training these guys had like i said that's a whole nother i don't know you know i don't know how long we want to get into everything they but we're just trying to build the case here that the government shouldn't be trusted let's just say that let's just say yes. that the based government, the there are stuff. Yes. yes, based on this Maui stuff and based on historical things and false narratives and them being caught in lies in narratives, it should give people pause. And that's why we're here to blow the horn. It's not to make you feel like, oh, I need to like start a revolution. No, you just need to be awake because God doesn't want you to be trusting in this system. He doesn't want you to trust in man's system, which is literally built on deception. And so if you can wake up to that with the Holy Spirit, like Taylor said, then you can understand that you don't live in fear from the government. And if the government came knocking on your door, like the end times or like a tribulation scenario, whatever happens, I'm not afraid to lose my life for Jesus because I am so empowered by the Holy Spirit. And I've seen what they've done. I know what they want for my life because it's the same thing that the Pharisees wanted for Jesus life. They want us dead. If you're a Christian, they do not like that. They, the, the powers that are trying to control the world do not like Christianity and Christianity right. is at risk right now because looking around the world, right? now, go to CBN news, all the, the, the places that are enduring uh, persecution right now, Pakistan just burned down five churches, like hurt, ruined a bunch of people's lives. I don't know if people are dead. I'm pretty sure uh, India right now, they're having a religious war The the prime minister is like, is promoting this war against the Christians. Like, here in America, we're still not feeling that persecution as heavily, which it is starting because a young man. Now, if you're a Christian, you go to these transgender uh, parades or whatever, and you use a microphone, they'll arrest you on the spot. Like this young man that literally got arrested. He took out a microphone and started like preaching the word of God. And a cop came over, grabbed his arm and said, what are you doing? And he goes, well, what are you doing? He goes, I have my, like, this is my right to sit here on the sidewalk. He goes, you can't use this microphone here and arrest him and takes him to jail. Right. I mean. That's probably the better option because they probably would have let him angry mob and beat him to death, you know, at that point, if the cop hadn't intervened. Yes. And so that's the persecution that Christians feel in America. So I think that's why we're not taking it serious because obviously he was let go after like an hour and charged with a couple of misdemeanors, you know, like uh, mis, you know, orderly conduct of sound and then like resisting arrest the cop <laughs> when he came up and assaulted him. Like literally just came, no warning being like, Hey, you need to like, get out of here. Like just came up behind his arm. What are you doing? The guy's like, what are you doing? Like, sir. So that's what's going on. And it's just going to get heavier and heavier because they know, 
Americans are getting soft. We're not going out. We're not, we're not, we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing and getting out. Like they've got us so ingrained into the daily grind right now. We're forgetting to create the fellowship, to go to our churches and tell our, our neighbors, the truth, tell, tell our pastors the truth. make sure this is being spoken where you're listening to your pastors. Like your pastors, your preachers, your teachers should be telling you right now, Hey, persecution is on the horizon right now. Don't be getting comfortable as a Christian. This is no time to be getting comfortable. And as watchmen, you are never being, com- you are never to be comfortable in the sense of you're always on lookout. You got to yeah. be on lookout right always now. And if you want to be about, if you want to be a watchman, you want to be part of what we're doing. You cannot be a softy. You cannot be at the gate and just want to sleep. What did Jesus say when he was trying to get them to just watch him for a few minutes while he was taking on the sins of the world in the garden of Gethsemane and they're snoozing. And he's like, can you guys seriously not just stay awake for like five seconds while I like endure the worst time of my life? Pretty much. A lot of people think the cross was the worst time, but no, that, that time when he like, that's truly when he began. Because literally you're about to be crucified for yeah, he knows, yeah. all the sins of the world and you're completely innocent. And you've got nobody, even you, the ones that follow you, the ones that have been following you and that believe you're God, they can't even stay awake for your hours about to you. Like you're about to be delivered and they're just, and he's like, hello, like five seconds. Can you stay awake? And they're just so tired. And so I think that story is in the Bible and why God wanted us to understand that is because it's okay to be asleep in the sense of like, if you're tired and your, your burdens are heavy put it on Jesus. You know, he know that he knew that they weren't sleeping because they didn't care. It's just, this becomes very tiresome looking and watching and being a watcher. And that's why it's not for everyone. So if you know, you listen to our podcast, or if you're like, here's some of the things we're saying, you go, that's just too crazy for me. That's okay. We're not here to make everybody search this truth, but we're here to solidify the truth that Jesus exposed all this that we are exposing and called people to different levels of places in the church. And as a watchman, you can't be soft. You have to be ready to stand your ground and call out the danger with the chauffeur, the horn. You have to be ready to blow because if you do, if you let it get to the gate, if you don't blow it before it gets to the gate, the, the town is doomed. They're doomed. You can't stop something that's bound, right, pounding on timing. the gate. Mm. Yeah, there's timing. Okay. And so we really feel like with what we've started right now, this is the timing. This is the time that me and Taylor have taken for literally 12 years. We're coming to you with stuff that is 12 years in the, in the making and taking it from people that were 30, 50 years. And then even further, like this isn't just us. There's been many watchmen. We're just creating this movement now because we don't feel like there's a space for people to come and worship God in the trueness of you don't have to be scared of all this stuff. But if you're not aware, like, are you really doing what God wants you to in the end times, which, you know, he really tells us to not be asleep right now. It's really no time to be be, be um, one of those Christians that just likes to sit on the sideline. Like, we really need to get active. We need to preach the good news. And a big thing that the Lord's been putting on my heart, clean your house. And what does that mean? Yeah, we all got dirty dishes and we all need to vacuum. But I'm not talking about cleaning up because of the earthly dirt. I'm talking about the sin that is in your house from your, you have family members, friends, whoever that are not saved. And it's not your job to go pound them over the head with the Bible. Say you're, you know, you're going to go to hell if you don't believe in Jesus. But have you even had the conversation? Have you told them that you love them so much that you want them to get to know the Lord because you have to make that choice of accept Jesus or take, take on judgment. And if you want to take that on, that's okay. That's the choice. 
but we need to clean house right now. We really need to stand up. We need to help our brothers and sisters in Christ see that um, there's a lot of deception coming. There's a lot of deception already here and we need to blow the horn. And just be bold, you know, for Christ. It's scary, you know, like Dustin was saying, we, we've been down this road for 12 years and really at the very beginning when the Lord started revealing all this stuff for me, I started asking him why, because when we, I would share with my family members, with my closer friends, you know, a lot of them kind of give you that look like you're out of your mind, you know, and it wanted, it wants to discourage you from sharing because you think, wow, you know, the Lord is putting this on my heart and it really, you know, there's moments when the truth seems so real, but then you share it with people, you're excited. And you just get a blank look or, yeah, that's cool, kind of, you know, off-putting phrase. And, and then you just kind of get discouraged to want to share. And so it's been 12 years. And I feel like now just the Lord is really pressing and saying, and I'm just feeling my own conviction of we need to share this. It doesn't matter what happens. That Watchman verse really hit me hard and saying you blow the horn and people can do with it what you want and so for me that was freeing because it's not about the reception that we get as watchmen trying to blow this horn and wake people up it's just about doing our own duty and we all have duties within the body of christ and being a watchman isn't for everybody because it is tiring and you have to stay vigilant And you unfortunately see a lot of dark things that are happening in this world. And it does affect you just like a police officer seeing all the dark things affects them and, uh, emergent, you know, paramedics when they go to these scenes and they have to help people in these dire situations, all that stuff will desensitize us, but it it's on us to blow the horn. And so, and then be courageous when the Lord puts something on our heart to share, we just have to share and not be worried about what the reception is going to be. It's so easy for us as humans to be concerned about what it's going to do to our earthly reputation. But really the Lord calls us to stand up for him and he's going to stand up for us. And when we lose our life, we gain it in eternity in heaven. And that's really all that matters as hard as it is to see at sometimes when it feels like we're going to lose everything. The Lord is always looking out for us and we are not losing anything that matters because all this stuff is just temporary in the world. Amen, brother. Wow. that And I think with that, I got a Bible verse in my head after you were saying that and just being bold and when you're a watchman, you're above the city in the sense of you're, you you have a higher order in the spiritual realm, in the physical realm, because they're put on a tall tower. And what does the tall tower usually have? It has a light at the very top of it because you would have a light and some type of sound system, you know, the sound system to alert the town. Like we said with Hawaii, well, makes you know, the Lord of Rings too, when they and start yet, those towers and y- then it yes, goes it's, all the, it's a know, sign. Country. It's a sign. Okay. And what does the Lord call the body or call people that want to do? Like Taylor said, be bold and stand for Christ. What does he say in Matthew 5, 14 through 16? Ye are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, put but on a candlestick and giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light shine so before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Mm-hmm. 
God calls us a city, not just not just a tower. Not He calls you a city. He calls you a, a, a being. You know, when you fly over Vegas, if you you know, or any city at nighttime, if you've taken a night flight, Vegas is the best you know example because you really get that picture of all the lights mm-hmm. and how like this just black like desert of land and darkness just then this beam of light that is underneath you when you're taking off it's insane to see vegas at nighttime if you've never flown at night to see vegas that you definitely fly by and you know there's something down there yeah that's that's the best example terrible example sin city but (laughs) (laughs) there's a reason sin city's lit up so hard because they want your attention that come here if you're flying in the dark or if you're in the desert come here we'll get you a drink we'll get you women well no we're telling you that God is calling you unsin city. He's calling you to be a light for the city of God, for, for people to come and to hear and see and to understand and, and be loved and accepted. All right. right. That's for what it is. For the glory of God. For the, for the glory of God, for what he's come to do. And he loves you. He loves this earth and he is going to take it back. So when we say all this crazy stuff that our government doing, they're doing it because they want you to live in fear because they are are a promoter of the father of fear. So just don't have fear because the Lord is in control. And yes, hard times are coming. That's why we said, don't be asleep. Be a watchman right now. Be on watch. It's okay to lose a little extra sleep to be ready for the thief. Are you right? ready? He who endures to the end shall be saved. That's right. right. Be ready. Back okay. The Lord, the Lord said he comes like a thief in the night. And now... You know, you want to not sleep with one eye open, but you don't want to be snoozing with the headphones on, the eye patch cover on. Like, you know, we want to take shed some of these distractions in life right now and truly look out, see with our eyes and hear with our ears. Truly, you shall be blessed. We love you all and we thank you again for tuning in and we'll be back again next week. We are praying for you and we love you and we hope that everybody, like I said, sees the hope in Christ. God bless. Thanks for tuning in. To know the duty of a watchman, please read Ezekiel 33. Join the movement today. Follow on Instagram at Watchman Inc. for more details, content, and community interaction. Links in the description. God bless.